I don't know where to begin. <laughs> oh, no. How do you... I feel like we've crossed a barrier. Definitely tonight. crossed a barrier today. Because normally, second opinion is kind of a light, jovial frolic through the world of films we enjoy and want to talk about. Remember when the Power Rangers needed to defend the Krispy Kreme? That was fun. And I think tonight, second opinion sort of reshaped into a new beast. Where this is going to become sort of like a true... We're almost unpacking this film. It's not really going to be a discussion. It's more going to be like, how do we mentally process this film? This is Because I don't want to make jokes at all. Because no. I don't feel in I don't... good headspace to I don't... be able to make jokes. I don't feel like jokes. Like, th- I... This, this isn't a bit. This is this is, this is us. This is us. That was for at least a time possibly one of the most harrowing experiences I've ever had watching a movie. Yeah, I think. Definitely. I'm glad you were if you hadn't been here, if we hadn't sort of settled on we're gonna do this for the show, I would have turned that off. Definitely. But not out of like a it's a bad film. It's just so unrelentlessly cruel. No. Well, like... That it's almost impossible to watch. Like, yeah, i Maybe I'd go... we should introduce the show before we immediately <sighs> go into all this. Right now, introducing the show feels so trivial and nothingness. Like, <laughs> all of this is just... It's so... It's just, this is a whole big thing. Do and... you think... Have we broken us? Because... Well, so... What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to another episode of Second Opinion Movie Podcast. That's your host, Danny Jones. Uh, with me, as always, is me, Scott Morrison. Uh, in this show, we take a movie that's had... It's a movie that's had some form of critical reception. Watch it and we talk about it. Not much else to it than that, to be honest. It's a typical, typical show. So tonight, basically, the, the whole reason this film came about... Well, I didn't know what this film was. So we, tonight we watched a film called Irreversible, and I literally, I found this movie in CEX. The DVD case is all back to front, like the, the, the back cover is on the front and the front cover is on the back, and I thought, oh, that looks kind of fascinating, and uh, so I thought, why not? I'll pick it up, bought it, and then the other night we're hanging out, and I was like, Danny, maybe we should just do something fucking balls to the wall, just totally different to anything we've done on the show before. And I was like, what about this? So I bought I bought this film called Irreversible. Neither of us knew what it was. We're like, let's watch that. But we've watched it now. It's a mistake. We've watched it now. I I <laughs> This is the this is the weird thing that it's gonna say about this. I hate this film, but not because it's a bad film. Yeah, that's what I meant by like I like I hate this film with a passion. This is a yeah. horrible, horrible film. That's what I meant by I would have turned this off not because it's a bad film. I do think it's unwatchable. Oh, we, we didn't, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the specifics <laughs> in a minute, but we didn't really fully watch it. We um, skipped over the the big scene. That definitely, I'm not, I, I'm not read anything about this film, but definitely this that's the scene this mm. film is known for. This Basically, this scene that we'll go into is the, like, the reason this film exists. Yeah. This film is built around this scene 
we had to fast forward through it because it was yeah. too much. I guess quickly explain the plot and then we can just get into it. Uh, basic plot of this movie is so it's not set in chronological order. No, so it's, it's called a Memento. Yeah. Memento is the best touchstone for the this, it quite um, literally structure. takes on the structure, and I'm not sure. I think this is from 2001, and I think Memento is also from 2001. Okay, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I think. Um, so this movie kind of takes on the same structure as Memento, and that starts at the end, <laughs> ends at the beginning. So much starts at the end, so much that you watch the credits in reverse. Yeah, and then strange. the film begins. Um, so this film called Irreversible basic way to sum it up is it's two, a revenge plot it's a revenge film two uh, how do you even I would explain I would I would explain the story forwards like it, the story is told yeah. memento so the ending is the beginning the beginning is the ending but the um, plot is about this couple who are um, this happy couple happily in love with each other uh, when one day on a, on the way home from a party, the woman gets, and this is the scene, horrifically raped. Yeah. Like, horrifically raped and assaulted. And uh, the guy goes on an, uh, a revenge mission, like, uh, to find the person, to find the rapist, and beat the living crap out of it. That's it in chronological yeah. order, but the film is told like Memento, where it's told backwards. Mm-hmm. So you you start off with this guy completing his revenge mission, and you slowly build on to what has happened. It's amazing how when the the scene is taken, but I don't want to... I, let's call it the assault. I'm too shaken up <laughs> to call it what it was, personally. The... The scene with the assault, like, when it starts, and I, I kind of turned to you and I was like, well, you know what? We know this guy's got his, he got what's coming to him because you see him, the movie opens with the boyfriend of the woman killing the rapist. Like, he, they, they murder, and in a very brutal way, they yeah. smash his face in with the fire extinguisher and it doesn't it t- doesn't play around with showing you no it. it does not it does it reminded me a lot and again it's obviously a movie that came much later but it reminded me a lot of kill list hmm. did you see kill list i haven't actually seen uh, kill there's list. a scene in that movie where someone is beaten with a hammer and you there there's a moment where you think well this is the reasonable moment where the camera will cut away and it doesn't and it's horrific <laughs> and it reminded me a lot of that but the the thing the thing I think with this film is that especially the back of the DVD, which I feel like I should have brought through. Can I get, give me yeah, a second? Go. I'm gonna go get the bloody DVD. I'll just talk. You right? talk, and I'll. I'll talk through my trauma. Like this, we'll get into the 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 scene. But like I, I genuinely, I can't, I can't even, I can't. This is not a bit. And I'm not trying to be funny. This is just me broken. And I can't, like, it's, I can't unsee anything. And I don't feel like I'm ever going to be the Danny Jones that used to be this morning. This very morning, I used to be a different person. Front of the DVD cover makes a lot of sense now. So I think something that's interesting is that the DVD cover kind of sensationalizes this because it doesn't it doesn't tell you what the act of violence is um like it says that they that there is an act of extreme sexual and physical violence they're not wrong but 
the way that the DVD sells it, uh, you know, these two guys decide to go to a party with their friend with their friend Pierre. They're totally unaware that their world is about to be torn apart in the most unimaginably brutal, brutal way possible, plunged headlong into a nightmarish world of darkness, where an act of extreme sexual and physical violence will serve as a spark for yet more violence. Marcus and Pierre soon discover what they're capable of. With its unconventional approach to storytelling and its uncompromising depiction of violence, Gaspar Noah's exploration of the inescapability of fate is a truly breathtaking cinematic experience that will remain with you for a long time. Does that sound like it's sensationalizing it a bit too much? Yeah. It's making it sound, and maybe this is just me, but it's making it sound more like, oh, this is going to be like crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, they embark on a, on a journey of more violence. Yeah. Like it's more it's more uh, yeah, sensationalized. I know what you mean. It's like it's more bigged up as like a adventure as in, as if something something to be like um enjoyed. enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz something not... that when when the opening scene is happening and the ga- they are beating up the guy with their with the fire extinguisher, I was like if this film's going to be out of uh, out of order then this isn't the most violent thing in the film yeah and f- fuck me <laughs> it's not yeah <sighs> um that we re we fast forwarded through it yeah because it, was it got much. to a point where we were both like this is too this is far too much so we started rewinding the film had 45 minutes to go when I stopped rewinding, it had 40 minutes to go. Solid five minutes. That is... And I don't care what kind of message you're trying to convey. That It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I can't fathom the people who watched that in the cinema. I was thinking in the cinema. in the ci- I would have had to walk out. I would yeah. have definitely had to walk out. Because nothing that happens to that character at the end... Is satisfying enough. Well, it's it's annoying because, like you said, that he gets his comeuppance, but I was like, by almost like in a weird, um, violent way, don't get to enjoy that sub- no. comeuppance in that at the moment because it's already happened. And at the time when you see his comeuppance, when you see him get his face crushed into pulp with a fire extinguisher, you don't know it's justified. You're just like, yeah. this is happening now. What, what yeah. is this? Like, it's just an over violence. Um, uh, but like when you go by the time you get to the point where you realize why it's justified um, for at least to the characters you're like it's it's like you almost want to go back and watch it again because you're yeah. like I did you can't imagine you you need to know this character doesn't get away with this because yeah. it's should we describe the scene even vaguely? I don't. I felt that, that I wanted what I wanted to talk about was how the camera starts off like the the camera starts off mental yeah the, the beginning of the film which is the end where they have to go to a gay club called the rectum, the rectum. <laughs> who would it's have... funny remember at the beginning of the movie where we were making jokes <laughs> and then like yeah we started we just making so many jokes more and more quiet and it was like we yeah we lost our sense of humor because we were like oh the rectum <laughs> wonder what gay club yeah like he's, he's running around going like where's the rectum it's a gay club and it's like oh I thought it was that trendy like <laughs> cafe across the road I'm <laughs> sorry gay club your your title's too subtle how's yeah. anyone supposed to know <laughs> um, we'll make and they go into this club and fucking hell is it over a weirdly sexualized club but like when mm. you're watching that it's like 
it's almost hyper real. You're like you're watching this fetishized um, gay club where it's it's just mental. It but just, you almost barely even you know the camera moves around so much that you don't really. It never settles on something for so long where your brain kind of gets a chance to really hmm. process what's going on in this club. Imagine getting a job at that club. <laughs> Imagine being the guy behind the bar. You know what's happening. You wouldn't want to take money from anyone. No. <laughs> where the ah. hands have been. Um, but like the camera's all over the place. The, the, there's very few cuts in this film, if any. Like uh, The it's, cuts are yeah. subtle with, um, between the two at the moment. So. There's a scene, there's a conversation that takes place on the on the underground. Which goes on for a good five minutes. And I was quite fascinated by how dynamic the actors continue yeah. to be for that whole sequence. Yeah, uh, The camera's uh, moving around, waving around, waving around. And uh, even through, it goes through all this violent thing. This uh, this character who's trying to have, um, uh, like get revenge for his um, girlfriend's brutal rape. And he's um, stealing taxis. He's beating up people... Um, He's trying. Um, he's trying to get to it, and the camera's so frantic and stuff. And then it comes to the. It goes back and back and back until it gets to the assault itself, and uh, you follow this character down in this horrific tunnel. And the worst part about this moment is that you know vaguely mm. what's happening because obviously in the scene before, which is technically the scene after, yeah, you see the aftermath of the, it. Her brutally beaten. She up. is completely. She's unconscious. She's completely covered in blood. She's been horrifically beaten by somebody so you so you know when she's walking into that tunnel that something's gonna happen to cause that and um the camera follows her in and it's move it does still carry on its movement and then it gets to the assault itself and the camera just sits and stays for that whole five minutes Mm. stays in one place does not turn away does not move it just gives you the full shot of the assault and that's that's it for five minutes which we watched in fast forward. We watched in over the fast... course of like maybe thirty seconds, as opposed to the five minutes they expect you. Yeah, to. and even that was too much. Even though, even while we were fast forwarding, I was looking away, going, "I just can't. It's yeah. horrible." The worst part is that it frames it so you can see behind them, and a person comes round the corner. Shows up, yeah. A person comes round the corner, and this you're you're so far into this, you're like, you've got to, you can't, yeah. do nothing, and he does this. Whoever this person is. He just turns around and walks away. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a brutal, brutal scene. Fuck. <laughs> you okay, buddy? Fuck. At the, remember before we watched the movie? And I was like, this is the kind of, you know what? I want to do more things like this. It's things that are less... Because we, again, still didn't know what it was. <laughs> things that are less safe, you know? Things that are that are more crazy and interesting. And we should be talking about these kind of things if we're going to do a podcast about film. And I'm not sure I want it. No, I think I want to just talk about we Guardians of the Galaxy. Definitely, like, encompassed. Peaked, like, in terms of that kind of thing? Well, we can't go any further than we this. Can't, there's, there's nothing. I can't physically deal with anything more than this. I think we have fully encompassed the saying, bitten off more than you can yeah. chew. We have encompassed that in a freakish way, in a way yeah. we were not equipped for. For this podcast that we do <laughs> right here, where we talk about movies, and we usually have a bit of banter and fun, and we end it with, eat your J.K. Simmons your J.K. as a J.K. reference Simmons. to yellow M&M J.K. Simmons, and then we got into this. 
somehow. Yeah. And I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> it's strange how normally an hour of recording a podcast feels like it goes by very quick. We're 16 minutes in and I feel like we've been going for ages. I know. Because there's so much... What well, there's a there, I don't know. There's, there's so much to work to through. Unpack. It's not. It's not even. But like it's a not like a. Yeah. It's not a. That's it. It's not like a. Oh, the writing. Let's talk about that. Like it's like an emotional baggage that we have to unpack. Because and... it's meant to be. Like that's the thing Obviously. about that makes this not a bad film is it's meant to be a visceral, like a hyper that's visceral they, experience. There is no subtlety in this film. This is not. This is not a film about subtlety, really. No. It is, like you said, trying to give you the most visceral, visceral experience that it can. And it's not very great to get a hyper-visceral experience when you're trying to describe it on a podcast. Yeah. Because, like, it just, by its very nature, defies words. Yeah. Um, I remember when I... And this is a totally different tone of film or series, but I, I remember... Thir- Did you watch 13 Reasons Why? No, I didn't. <clears throat> I remember I watched Thirteen Reasons Why. You know, you know the plot of it. Yeah. So in the final episode, you see the character of Hannah. I think her name is commit suicide, and they do not shy away from it. Very much show you up front her suicide, and I was so like impacted by it. I paused halfway through because I was like, I don't want to rewind. I don't want to fast forward through this. Because I feel like that'll take away hmm. from this moment. Because we've seen her character go through all this. And this is what it's built. This is what it's led to. And I need to experience this as uncomfortable as it is. That was like... But that... This... Was a whole nother thing. I can't even fathom that. How... They got together to make that. I can't even understand. No. Who could even who could even turn up on that day of filming and do that? Yeah. Who could? I definitely couldn't. It's brutal. Okay, right, well the another thing to look at this is that like, because there's, there's a lot of shock value to it, as as you can tell yeah. by our shock. <laughs> um, How do you think we'll feel about this tomorrow? Oh, I, like, I think it will haunt... Uh, this is definitely a film that's going to haunt me for a I'll tell you what. I don't think I'll ever, ever let someone ever walk home alone ever again. No. Anyone that I love or care about. I'm going to either make, make sure you get home personally, or I'll put you in some form of taxi. Like, I... Uh, I can't. This film has affected me that much. I yeah, think. this is, or at least in this moment. Maybe tomorrow I'll wake up and everything will seem clearer, and I'll remember that the world isn't so bad. No, you just want to be protective. Like this is horrible. This is like what happens to this woman is something that you like. You do feel like you they cannot let happen. You that, the, that's a, yeah. The structure as well just it just adds so much in terms of. Like after the fact, yeah. This is this is the thing I want to talk about because you've got your obviously you've got your two reasons why you watch films. You watch films for like the art and message sides, and perhaps the more pretentious and art film side. 
or you watch it for your escapism. Obviously, this film is not. If you're using this film for escapism, in fact, if you're watching this film more than once in your lifetime, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with yeah. you. You don't need to watch this. I film. I plan on after this putting the disc back in the box and much like Jumanji. I'm going to bury it in a wall somewhere <laughs> where no one can ever find it. No, this like this doesn't need to be like you like. I think we we would be doing if you're listening to this and, and hopefully you've never seen this film. Don't watch. We it. are doing you a favor by just vaguely describing it. Yeah, like you don't need to watch That's this. Need. That's all you need. You don't need to watch this. And if you've watched it, you certainly don't need to watch it twice. There's something wrong with you if you want to watch mm. it twice. But then there's got like if it's not for any sort of escapism. Um, is it shock for shock's sake or has it got some sort of um message is the wrong word but some sort of emotion it's trying to convey mm-hmm. and i think in the second half after the brutal assault it become it like it kind of becomes clear what the message is trying to yeah. convey and it's because everything this it's a very sexual film mm. there's a lot of sexual stuff happening and when you first come in it's brutal violent like violent but even more in a recreational sense in this gay club where it's brutal violent sex yeah. and it's all happening and it's all far too much and it's all high like hyperbolized and stuff but then uh, and then you go for this then you hit rock bottom with this horrific brutal assault rape that's one of the most horrific things like you could ever see yeah um and then there's it after all of that showing you this whole ugly violent side of uh, sexuality it then shows you the nicer side yeah. of sexuality um this whole like there's a pregnant woman and there's a possibility that the girl who was raped in this uh, Alex I'll try and use her name so I don't have to constantly refer yeah. to her as the girl who was raped Alex might be pregnant and then she has a friend who's pregnant and the final scene which is the uh, chronologically the first scene is such a is a playful scene of them waking up together and yeah. they're kind of sexually like playing around and like um it's romantic and lovely but everything is tainted by, by what you've, what you've seen yeah and you got to imagine that like this this kind of maybe the final brutality of this film after this rape is that it puts you in what the guy must feel like after the rape yeah. thinking back on all of those sort of more play that that more playful remembering um my girlfriend and a sexual side and then it all being tainted by this horrific mm-hmm. thing that happened and she says things that are like very clearly she wakes up and says i had a dream that I was in a tunnel and it really... brings you straight back yeah. to the assault and um he um jokes about a certain sex act that is brutally shown mm. in the thing and he jokes about it and that brings you back to the assault mm. and like there's so many lines that bring you straight back to it and it's supposed to be nice and playful and everyone's having fun and their conversations are about sex or about uh, exploration mm. and like it's so tainted and it must be how uh, it must be the horrific dark thoughts of like a uh, a partner a of a part, yeah, a victim or a, victim, a rape victim or partner, like that, so it's, yeah. or and a, and a rape victim himself. So it's got it's got this thing that's you because you'd feel because that's when after the rape thing and it's going backwards. I was like, what more could this film want to do? Because mm-hmm. after after the rape, chronologically, well, after that you want to just go have a lie down. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have a lie down, but also the film has about forty five minutes, well, about forty minutes left, and you're like, what's it like? Surely everything before this was quite trivial because mm-hmm. the rape was the 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 catalyst mm-hmm. of the story. But like that, it's almost the most. It's the most important part. Yeah. Aye, but like the feeling it leaves you with this, 
just tainted world of what should be just people having like young people yeah. just having fun sexually and you're like it's horrific you just everything's horrible and uh. it's amazing how uh immediately after the assault there's a, a party sequence and it looks like a heck of a lot of fun and the lead characters are you know they're jumping about and he's trying to get his mate involved and trying to get him excited and stuff and everyone's dancing and there's a couple of moments in it that are genuine jokes and I like at one point I laughed and then I immediately felt guilty about yeah. laughing because I was like I don't want to be enjoying myself anymore. No, because I've seen too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen too much. It's probably an understatement. Um, but even things like I mean the whole the conversation on the subway, that which goes on for a good five minutes. Like the the two men speak about her as if she is an object, right yeah. in front of her because they've both. Slept but it's with playful. Her. But it's, it's, it's yeah. playful. Like, it's kind of like lads being lads, but it's playful. She's in on it, in, in on yeah. this conversation. Like, she's in on the playful side of it. It's all... There's even a bit where, like, because her, um, her boyfriend's friend uh, used to be her boyfriend. Yeah. It's an ex of hers. And um, he says, well, I, I should be careful with him because I... I um yeah, I stole, I stole, his, girlfriend, stole yeah. uh, his girlfriend and she's like ah a woman always chooses a woman always chooses and it's that line a woman you're always chooses like, you're like you're bringing me straight back to the rave please <laughs> just stay in tonight hi <laughs> just like stay in the yeah you want to nothing be... you can do to stop the inevitable it's irreversible yeah <laughs> and that, that's guess the title the everything about this film's irreversible the whole experience is irreversible it is made this it's made second opinion irreversible there is not it's not, <laughs> easy, going back it's not easy to go back on this because what, what, how, when when it got past that and we both went so quiet and i was just like how are we going to talk about this like what have, what have we done and i almost <laughs> there was a part of me that almost was going to turn around and be like if you don't want to do this like if you just want to leave this yeah but i feel it's important to unpack yeah and just because a film is you know a film as kind of challenging as this in that kind of visceral sense just because it's uncomfortable like, to watch it doesn't mean it shouldn't be talked about no it's just very much not in tone with the rest well, what is trying <laughs> what our show is kind of going for. what i don't want to what, what i don't want to admit is is what everything it's trying to do it hits it fucking nail on the it head does, like it, it's well. like it's it's i don't want to say it but it's a good film for what it's trying to do but mm. I, I hate it i hate the film I so much it. and you're supposed to hate it and i know it's 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 very um it's a very that's a very european attitude to a film when you watch it like uh, certain european films and the the hate you're supposed to have towards it is intentional um but like you that doesn't you don't want to then tell it it's good yeah. because it you can't don't want it to give it to that for the sick person who like i'm not going to say the director themselves is a sick person but like you Gaspar, feel like it Gaspar must Noah be is, is known for doing quite uh intense films i know he did i know his most recent film love in 3d i'm fairly certain is what it was called which is a very i've not seen it but it's a very sex driven movie okay v again very visceral that's also in 3d the guy the guy likes to push the push that push that envelope yeah as far as he can i'd be curious to look up uh keep I'd be curious to look up his uh, his filmography actually to see if I've stumbled if we've stumbled across any of his other movies in our time on this yeah. good good earth. Um, 
You'd feel like you'd remember. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it's funny because when we were watching this, I was like, I remember there's a film called Enter the Void, which I've also had described to me. It's okay. quite an insane experience. And it turns out, Enter the Void, 2009. That's this boy. <laughs> uh, seven Days in Hell. I don't know. I don't know any of these movies. Uh, and then Love, which is the, the most recent one, 2015. Um, it was released in three. I feel the poster. The poster really says it all what you're in for. <laughs> oh, I think that's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it is on Netflix, which I've, I could never, I don't think, bring myself to watch now. No. I think I want to steer clear of everything No, I, 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 I feel like I've seen enough of this director's career. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure, like, he's he's masterfully directed this for what it's supposed to be, but fucking hell. I don't, I think I'm, I'm too sweet and innocent to put myself through something like this again. But... I know. I know you are. <sighs> I feel exhausted. <laughs> I know. Well, I want acting's really good in this. Oh. It seems it seems like a weird point to come up with because it feels like everything after that's the the assault scene feels almost trivial to talk about, but the acting is on point. Vin, uh, Vincent Vincent Ca- Castle, I could be pronouncing that name very wrong, um, but he was in Lahaine, which I may also be pronouncing wrong. Uh, but I'm a very big fan of this gentleman. Hmm. He is a stunning actor, uh, especially in this. Uh, you really get a sense of his like aggression hmm. in which I guess is the second half of the movie, which is technically the first half of the movie, is <sighs> someone else. You do. You get it. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. He's he's on point. He's um. I read up briefly that he um was going out with the Alex oh, uh, really? actress at the time. So you can tell that through their chemistry, especially what at the end of the film yeah. before the assault happens. Um, you can tell that there's a lot in their chemistry and stuff. Although I can't imagine what it was like for him to watch that fucking film if he was fucking dating her. How does anyone sit through that? I just don't understand. I don't understand. How does anyone film it on the day? That must have been a closed set. <laughs> yeah. I, it was not hard to make it a closed set. Everyone's like, yeah, we don't need to be in this one. Um, we don't want to be in this scene. I'll press record on the camera and then I'll go home. Right? Uh, in the, Anson suggested that film displayed an adolescent pride in its own ugliness. How do you feel about that statement? Well, I want to go back to the on on relation to that. I want to ask the question that you sort of we we briefly touched on earlier, right? Because we because I hate this film. Yeah, I've made it clear, but I also acknowledge that what it's trying to do, it's it's doing it well. Um, but from a director film point filmmaking point of view, do you think the assault scene is too long? Far I I think by. And just based on how quickly we started fast forwarding through it, by minute one, he'd made his point. Yeah. We were very on board that this is a truly horrible thing that's happening. I don't I don't feel that I would have felt any differently towards the, the second half of the film or the first half of the film if I then had to sit through the other four minutes. I no. think I got what I needed from minute one. Yeah. 
I would agree wholeheartedly. And if I, as you say, if I had to sit through that for the cinema, I wouldn't have. I would have got out. I, I would have walked, I would have walked out. out. I don't think. Um, there's no way to sit and act like you're comfortable during that. No. Um, because that's you'd what... almost be psychopathic. Yeah. To sit and act comfortable through that. Yeah. So like, when when you say he has an adolescent proud maybe yeah i can see what that means i see that that the, the i think more or less because what you have to say what he's trying to do he's doing it well but then the length of um apologies the length of that scene is so mm-hmm. grotesquely long that yeah i think it's almost immature if you think about that that's what it's it I'd, let's say the whole process of from her leaving the apartment her leaving the party to the end of that scene must be around 10 minutes long yeah it's a lot and for, a fil- for a film that is just pushing 90 minutes aye because you've got the build up as well and the build up doesn't like it's not as bad as the assault but like it fucking is horrifying yeah you're 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 following her down and you know what's about to happen uh you know that and like considering how this horrific uh, violent film starts off with this guy getting his face mushed with a fire extinguisher you are terrified of what you're about to witness and you yeah. also know that this film isn't gonna fuck around yeah. and give you the light-hearted sugar-coated version so i i'll in conclusion yeah that this film has an Im, like a psychopathic immaturity based you, on that alone roger ebert agrees with your 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 statement on <laughs> Roger Ebert Canada, 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 The guy who gives uh, things thumbs up, thumbs down has oh, had to watch this. this. Did he give this a thumbs up? Well, I feel like if given this a thumbs up, that, that might have weird connotations, so surely he gave it a thumbs down. Roger Ebert argued that the film structure makes it inherently moral, that by presenting vengeance before the acts that inspire it, we are forced to process the vengeance first and therefore think more deeply about its implications. That's pretty much what we, what you've talked about. Um, now there is a whole segment on Wikipedia marked controversy. I'd like to <laughs> no delve, way. I'd like to delve into that just to see maybe what our thoughts are. I've not read this. I'm about to read yeah. it now. Film critic David Edelstein okay. argues that Irreversible might be the most homophobic movie ever made. Noise decryption: the noise depiction of gay criminal Latenya inexplicably raping the female lead Alex remains the film's most controversial image. In his defense, Noe stated, I'm not homophobic, further stating that I also appeared in Irreversible masturbating at the gay club as a a means of showing that I don't feel superior to gays. No, I think I agree, come to think. Like, think about it that way. Because I guess you forget that he's supposed to be, like, at least a bisexual character. Yeah. Because this... You forget, especially at the beginning, this has a, uh, this brutally shoves you. This film shoves you into a world of homosexuality, um, transsexual. Um, the first scene is a, a man describing the fact that he's been in jail because he slept with his daughter. Yeah, but that's actually weirdly unrelated to it's everything. So distraught, but I guess it really just sets up the P- kind of uh, seedy world that you're about to enter mm-hmm. into. I guess like he's sitting there and he's. like this bloated man and he's very greasy and talking about how he slept with his daughter and it really does set you up for like okay this is what this is the world that we're stepping into we need to like 
buckle down. Because um, maybe the director's intention wasn't to come across as homophobic as much as to portray, portray a hypersexual culture. Yeah, that's kind of... I wouldn't... It never crossed my I mind think it, to think that... I can see why it comes across as homophobic and he may have been wise to have gone through it and adjusted the film accordingly so it didn't have to be yeah. so it didn't have to come as quite violently homophobic but like I don't think that was his intention no I think that's just a screw that's like it a I think he just world. wants like what you said he just wants to present a very hyper stylized because I think world or hyper sexualized world because I think the problem would be is that like he's looking for shock tactics and just gay sex between men is not something that says but I don't even I'm not even Danny, I'm not even sure that what those what they're doing. In yeah, like can yeah, be yeah. described as like I said to you when we were watching that part of the movie, I was like, "This has gone beyond all <laughs> barriers of what I know to be sex." <laughs> <laughs> like it's very, it has like, hyper violent. Um, but like, it's almost like he's trying to use uh, the more taboo. Because like, if you're looking at home, like if you're looking at sexuality, straight uh, heterosexual and like like lesbian is kind of more fetishized in the wide culture whereas um gay sex between um men is kind of more um taboo even today yeah. and like maybe that's what he's trying to he's trying to use that to um charge up his hyper violent sexual mm. culture but it's just it's it's maybe showing how systemic um systemically like of a bad idea that is to begin with that that gay men um men having uh, homosexual sex is so taboo that that's the source he's had to use mm. in order to make that so make, but i don't think it's the director's intention but yeah it does come up i can see why it would come across yeah. really homophobic i can see why definitely i just don't think when i was watching it it never i think i was just so wrapped up in this this craziness that we were being shown that it never kind of occurred to me that it could be construed as homophobic hmm it was just like, oh, we're we're in a whole another realm that we will never understand, and that pro- you know, yeah, you wouldn't imagine the rectum to be a place where most homosexuals go. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine your average, <laughs> <laughs> your average, yeah, uh, person you meet in your life who's a, a gay man. I, I doubt he's got any interest he's going heading to the, down rectum. the rectum every Saturday no. night. Yeah, no, it it feels very devoid of. Why, what you would consider humanity yeah basically yeah it's, it's very animalistic in those sequences yeah they're, they're it's quite terrible it's, it's just so much to process and that was at the point where we still thought this was just going to be a crazy maddening Aye. we just thought it would be shock like we like it was shock value but I think we just thought more shock value for shock value it's itself. interesting how we never thought you know, it literally says an act of extreme sexual and physical violence. And yet it kind of never occurred to either of us that it could, that it would be something like that. You know, yeah. I don't even think my brain really processed. No, I thought we were, I, I, weirdly, I thought it was going to be more of a Kill Bill romp. I don't know why I thought that. Like, not as uh, more vile than Kill yeah. Bill. But certainly this, this, I think, what um, surprised, especially with a, a concept like Irreversible and like, oh, look, we've made the DVD case the wrong way yeah. around. And it starts off with the post credit. That's the it. Credits. You would, that's it. You wouldn't think. You think it's going to be film gimmicky. about this topic. Yeah, it feels gimmicky. When so you, you feel when like you kind of are stuck yeah. when you're 
on the surface of it. So you don't realise it's going to hit. Right, chaps. Some some guys outside just having a look. Yeah, but they, I, feel, I feel like this film's made me really jumpy because they we... felt they sounded like they were right behind, <laughs> right behind me. <laughs> Hello, Daddy. Oh no. <laughs> Um, what was um, the end of that point yeah it feels gimmicky so when when it touches something so horrifically like real like horrifically real that's like there's no no gimmicky no no exaggeration no wink wink no nudge no like sort of um, self-awareness self-referentialness about it it's just plain horrible yeah we're only 41 minutes in (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to. We don't have to push no, it. No, I just usually these things go so far. Usually it's like, oh shit, we're at an hour ten. We need to start wrapping up. Yeah. This is like I almost want to stop because I want to forget this. Yeah. This when is... someone tomorrow is like, what did you do last night? I'm about nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. It's just I did. I did nothing. That's after you burn the DVD this tomorrow morning. No, I'm gonna bury it in the walls like Jumanji. Ah, oh, no, I don't <laughs> bury it in the wall. Then someone burn the might walls. find it <laughs> if I bury it in the wall. Someone will find it. It's the kind of film you don't want in your DVD collection. Someone's like, "What's that? Nothing." Yeah, nothing. So, because someone's gonna look at it and be like, "Oh, that's weird. It's written back to front." Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> it's it, all, it, it draws attention to itself, and you, I don't want it to draw attention to itself. There's not a single person in the world that you'd be comfortable when they're like, "Hey, uh, why don't we try watching whatever this is?" No, I spent five pounds on this movie, Danny. I don't want to trade it back into CEX because someone else will buy it and experience it, and I want to stop that. But at the same time, I don't <laughs> like, want to stop it because it's a. It's good, like the ring. It's a good movie. I think you just need to know what you're getting into. Yeah, like you need to be prepared. And also, I feel like you don't, you wouldn't want to trade it back in because what if the person behind the counter knows? What if they know what, what it's know about? What, oh. I was like, oh, did you enjoy it? Did you? Did you get what you needed from it? Maybe the guy was thinking that exact thing when you bought it. He's like, all right, need something, something a bit stronger this evening, do you? Mm. One of the most important films in the last 20 years of movie history that's dazed and confused have said that it's on the front cover how do you feel about that <sighs> i'm just reading you statements and asking how you feel because i don't know what to say no <laughs> i don't so... either i is it Taken one of the most important films i don't feel like no i feel like it's not because i feel like you don't need to see this film yeah and i you would... don't need we know the world's a violent place can be a violent place i don't need to be reminded of it in quite that aggressive manner i would say that if um there are important films you should watch and there are even important films in this vein i would say if you wanted an important film like on similar topics watch room room Mm. is a better film room i think is a more important film room is a more human film you can process it on a more emotional level that isn't just Hmm. horror and rage and aggression. Yeah, you can watch Room and you don't need to go as far as Irreversible. I mean, this film sells itself as... Let me find the exact description. Give me two seconds. You can say things if you want, or I can say if things. If you do, um, listener, come across the DVD cover for Irreversible, know that the front cover that we look at right now is like just before the scene yeah which that's why i was saying it all makes sense now yeah like that that's like very much just before the scene 
Like um, she's walking down the tunnel and she's about to be horrifically assaulted. And assaulted is the lightest form of word I can use yeah. to convey what I actually mean. This film is described as a French art psychological horror drama film. I would say I'm probably more scarred by this than any of the saws, than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, than Friday the 13th whatever whatever you can pick out i think i don't think i've ever quite been this affected by a by a film before no this is a film that changes you yeah do you know who thinks it's exceptional should not be missed jonathan ross jonathan ross <laughs> i have the same birthday as jonathan ross do you yeah I t- I always, when i used to have twitter i used to tweet him on my birthday and be like happy birthday jonathan ross and one year i tweeted him bang on midnight and he tweeted me back oh but that's because we were in the bar and I was quite drunk and I was like, it'd be funny to tweet Jonathan Ross bang on midnight. And I got a response, which I was pretty happy about. Did it. you say in that tweet that it was your birthday too? No, I just said, I said, happy birthday, Wassie. And he just wrote back, thanks very much. So I reckon I must have been the first person to, first person to tweet him. Yeah. It all seems so trivial now, Danny, after this movie. <laughs> oh, everything does. I'm looking around and I see Guardians of Galaxy toys and I'm like, oh, I like them. Why can't they be... Why can't they mean as much as they used to to yeah. me this morning? I'm excited. Everything always seems clearer in the morning. I'm excited to wake up in the morning and feel less on edge. Yeah. I we I feel like for second opinion we should do um, more variety of stuff. I think it's important to. Yeah, I, I think, think it, it is because that was why I kind of that was why I wanted to do when we kind of changed like oh, season two. Was because I was like, we're getting too into the yeah, we're do just the bad doing film. bad movies, and there's nothing fun or it. There, there is, there, it's all fun, but after a while, it, it it's not interesting when you're talking. It's like we we did the we did the Phantom Menace, and it's like That's, who hasn't fucking talked about the Phantom? Like I don't know, I don't want I like that, and that was my idea, and I don't know why. Like I don't know why we did that mm. because it's so pointless. But, but this like, isn't. But think this, this is something that yeah, like this is an interesting episode. We don't need to do quite as intense as this yeah but then i'm not sure if i'm there not is sure a film. we can yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not, <laughs> not sure, sure if anything, anything else will cross this line uh if there anything that is supposed to cross this line it might almost be interesting to see yeah. what the fuck it is i don't want to see it <laughs> but um we should do more we should do more variety of stuff this is this has been a strange episode this is this has got to be a a weird episode to listen to yeah it's an, it's funny as well because we've put ourselves through this and like I imagine most of the people who are gonna listen won't have seen the film. Yeah, <laughs> lucky so, bragging. What diff? Yeah. So, but I do. I agree. I think because I I have to admit, like bef- before the and even I guess even to an extent afterwards after the assault scene, but definitely before when it was all this just this kind of crazy high intensity revenge plot with these insane camera this insane camera technique of just the camera never stopping moving it almost at one point we we said it felt like the camera was meant to be from the perspective of a bug or something yeah because the camera would fly through the air and land on certain things and the camera would kind of stay there and then it would swoop out and it would spit like come out of the ambulance and the camera would spin around and you couldn't quite get a grasp on where you were supposed to be and then finally the camera would settle on something but even when it settled it would still be moving around so so, uh, so much and I was like this is what I want to talk about like I want to talk about this because it's so different to anything that we've 
looked at before hmm. and we watch movies like this all right like i do like not again not to this kind of intensity <laughs> but you know things with this kind of uniqueness to them it's like those are the kind of films that i what i try yeah. to seek out and i try to watch things like that but so they got like it's not as different. fun you know you don't it's not as fun to sit and talk about with your friends as like you know guardians of the galaxy is or whatever and hmm. but i was like this is the kind of thing i want to be talking about more and then we had one of the most emotional experiences of our lives <laughs> I'm glad you were with us. I'm glad you were with me, Danny. As I said, if I had been watching that by myself, I would have turned that off. Just turned it off. I would have definitely. Would There's have definitely. no. I would have been like, "This is not worth it." Because what am I going to get from this? Who am I going to talk to about this? Like, who am I going to unpack this film uh, to? No, like, this is made. This almost recorded. You understand. Made it, yeah. We understand what we've been. We understand each other. In because this I still like, even though we've said a lot about this assault scene, I just still don't feel like I've emphasized it to anybody who's listening who hasn't watched it. I feel like I don't feel like i've um quite emphasized just how bad it is yeah. you saying oh it sounds really bad it's worse than you imagine yeah like it's horrific so like yeah you couldn't do this alone and it's almost this recording it like this makes it worth it like well worth worth is the wrong word for this sort of film but make no by getting it's like, it how do you even describe just watching that film casually to someone this film needs a dialogue yeah it ne- that's it it needs to be unpacked yeah you can't, you can't you can't live with that no you can't live with watching psychologically that you couldn't watch yeah. that on your own and then just deal with it psychologically you could just you couldn't just watch this film and then let like pro internally process this you can't internally process this film no not even remotely no like you, you have you'd eventually have to explain this random fucking fucked up film you'd seen to That's someone. It. How do you? Because sometimes you know you see a movie that <clears throat> is really exciting and you want to talk about, and so you'll 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 kind of be at work the next day and you're like, I watched this movie last night and it was about this and this is what I thought about it. And you're just kind of talking into the just to put it through your own brain, but uh, but you're talking. How would you? How someone. do you do this? That with this film? Oh, I watched Irreversible. What's Irreversible about? Well sit down and let me <laughs> let me talk you through it like try and get some water but not something sugary because you might throw it back up again your hair is making you look like uh steve from stranger things it's been... which is fun stranger things is nice i see i've not seen the second season so i can't remember all the characters names from the first one steve is uh i've forgotten her name Ah, lead female actress, not eleven. Oh, uh, I've forgotten her name. Ryder. No, her. No. Yeah, well, no. Oh, none of this matters. <laughs> this feels trivial. It's all trivial. But it's her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Stranger Things is good. Stranger Things. I'm looking forward to season two. I'm very much looking forward to it. Do you think? Nancy <laughs> Nancy how dare you Nancy and Barb Barb was her friend was Nancy's friend she died oh yeah, yeah, yeah Nancy is the name I was thinking of good job yeah <sighs> pretty exhausted after all that what do you reckon tonight your palate cleanser is because you know how sometimes you watch an intense film. 
and you need it i was thinking uh, that i was like i need something when i was a teen like when maybe like m- not as much now but used to always be like for like spongebob square pants mm. it's like oh that's a great palate cleanser you watch that and you're like everything's fine spongebob square pants is in the world i think what i need is to put the it crowd on in the background while i play super mario odyssey on the switch that's a great Handheld. that's a great palette cleanser think that's what's gonna cleanse my palette none of that will hurt you yeah i do need to finish the new episode of the walking dead side note remember last week when i was all really excited that's not in the podcast in real life i was all excited <laughs> about the new episode of the walking dead yeah the new new one's garbage ah you had it for one episode walking dead this is walking dead all over fucked it again just like it's just got rare every time it comes back every time it comes back the first episode i'm like oh this is exciting like we're in for some shit and then the second episode i'm like why did i why do i bother (laughs) but i've tried sitting through it twice and have fallen asleep both times the new episode it's that bad so terrible yeah that's a shame don't know why i bother i just watch it at this point because fucking whatever it's I've a been lot. watching it. It's what season eight or whatever. It's the Resident Evil effect. That's it. I've been watching it for this long now. Got four. It's forty-five minutes out of my week. How about how, how long do you reckon Walking Dead will go on for? <sighs> Don't know. Well, they everybody keeps talking about how they've got to fight the Whisperers after Negan, and I'm like, oh. But like at the end, how long? How many fucking seasons will that last? Ah, but at the end, like, do you, like it doesn't matter the narrative wise. It more matters how long the audience is staying invested. Is do you think the audience is still there? I think, well, yeah, I think so. Because you're always, when a TV series goes on this long, you're always going to have people who drop off. But, like, do you think it's still going? There still seems to be a relative. I mean, I jump into, like, I don't ever post in it or anything, but I'll jump into, like, a Reddit post, you know, a Reddit forum about the newest episode and just read what other people think about it. And people do still talk relatively passionately about it. I'm just like, I don't know how you guys are keeping this fire burning. Because hmm. I am just, I'm forcing myself to sit through this out of some va- weird sense of duty duty to the show. Whereas I could just stop and the pain would be over. Because there's the, that light, it, there's, the, there's the hope that it could get good again. Yeah. It was good at a time. There was a time where it was very good. And then you get like the last episode, which was, which sparked something. Which I was like, oh, this is exciting. Hmm. And then this newest episode is just such a nothing. It's just nothing. And I'm like, the, it's all, yeah, it's almost becoming... Is it just the filler episode? It's almost becoming like a violent soap opera. <laughs> it's like, how long can we keep this thing running for? All right, so it's like you have the filler episodes in between. Is that, is that it's the all problem? filler. It's just yeah. all filler. It's all filler until, except for the opening episode of the season, the mid-season finale, and then the season finale. Outside of that, it's always filler all the time. The way this series opened, the newest series, is how the mid-season of the last season should have been. Like, that's how it should have started. But instead, okay. you just had another half season of nothing happening. <laughs> except fucking, what's his face? Negan walking about being pretty cool. He's yeah. probably the reason I watch it, but he's in it so rarely that, like, you know, because they're probably paying him fucking big bucks. Oh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Any t- yeah, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Probably paying him big bucks anytime he's on screen. So yeah. he's, he's just in it so irregularly. He's hanging about till he gets his um fucking Batman gig. Till he gets to play Batman. But anyway, 
I feel like we're we're sidetracking just because we don't want to talk about this anymore. But. We we went palate cleanser. I feel like it's important. It's important. Palate what you, cleanser. What's your palate cleanser? What are you gonna watch? Mm. I feel like I've lost the palate cleansers I used to. <gasps> lost. I can watch Lost. That was like a bat deduction Sorry. in real time, I man. I can watch Lost because Lost is nice and fun. It's it's dark, but it's it's fun dark. It's like goofy. Aye. I'm gonna because I'm rewatching Lost for anyone on the podcast who didn't know. Which when I finish, I want to do. Even though you've not watched it, I want to do like a retrospective retrospective episode. Do you know what I watched the finale opinion. with you? Do you want to watch the finale with me? Yeah. Or if you could even just come up with like some questions and just interview me about my rewatch of Lost. I'll watch the finale and then I'll question everything in the finale. That would be fun, actually. I'd be into that. I'll I'd be, be like, so what was that? It's going to take what a while that? because I've been watching it for about a month and a month and a half and I'm halfway through season two. So technically, if we're doing about a month a season, then I want to schedule it to finish around February, maybe. That's okay. We can do it then. Yeah. But that would be fun. We should do some kind of lost retrospective. I'd yeah. Like that would be cool. But in terms of palate cleanser... Um, I, I, there's shows I watch passively, but then there's stuff like Rick and Morty where you're like, maybe it's, that's not quite the palate cleanser you want. I thought about Rick and Morty. I was like, Rick and Morty would be fun to watch, but but there is some stuff in it that you're like, I'm pretty settled on Lost now. We're gonna Lost, Lost is good. Maybe you have just some sort of nice bright color. Can cartoon. we wrap this up so we can get to the palate cleansers? Because I don't like feeling like this anymore. No. I don't like feeling this like I feel all knotted up, like I've really been through something stressful. Yeah. And I just want to detox a bit and maybe have another rum and coke or something. <laughs> if you want to send us a message to remind us how bright life can be, you can get us uh, on Twitter or Facebook at Second Opinion Pod. That's second with a two. Um, yeah, we'll work. We're going to work on some stuff. Well, I think. We'll try and go in a slightly different direction for the next episode, at least. Yeah. Try and find something that's well, I've like thought about, to yeah. bounce back from this a bit more. I don't know if we'll do it, but I thought with with the whole I spoke to you about it with the the fact that the killing of a sacred deer is coming out. I thought it'd be maybe kind of interesting to talk about the mm. lobster or something like that. that I am fun. up for. It won't be next time because it won't be out then. But I am still up for doing Justice League. See what? Oh, of course. Fuck. Did you see how long it is? It's the shortest one, though. It's 150 minutes long. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. But we're going to watch but it But anyway. you want to watch That's it. I think we could just not go see it. But like... But like... Uh, no, I feel like there's a cinematic morbid curiosity with Justice League. Like, it has had... It's supposed to be built in a cinematic universe. Has two directors. I feel like more reshoots than actual yeah. shoots. Um, it's gone through so many different things it's gone through wonder woman being good and batman versus superman being horrific like there was a mustache incident like you wanna there's a morbid curiosity to go and like the problem with this film is it'll probably end up just being really boring but like there's a morbid curiosity of like what what, what's happening what's happening there what are they doing but anyway we'll decide that i almost feel like i want to end on like a weirdly serious note where it might sound like i'm joking but i'm being deadly serious please just be safe out there yeah people like please just if you're walking home alone just know where you're where you're going and where you're at 
you know don't be don't go into anywhere that is don't be afraid to phone a friend when you're walking home alone just phone a friend and go hey i just want to talk to you so i don't feel as alone yeah when you're getting home message people that you made at home okay please just be just cautious of your surroundings and please just be safe because this is this film has really fucking shook me and i'm just like just want people to make sure they're okay yeah when it comes to things as simple as walking home and now almost i mean we'll i guess as 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 men will probably never fully understand that kind of like the the whole what you know like walking home alone the vulnerability yeah the vulnerability that's the word i'm looking for it doesn't kind of feel like it's big a deal especially us who are quite tall chaps i walk i walk through like a kind of iffy underpass to get back to the flat and it's amazing some like where i I just don't see it as a big deal but then i'll go to take other people that way and they're like you're out your fucking mind walking through here (laughs) yeah now i feel like watching this i'm closer than i've ever felt to understanding that and it's not nice and i really don't like it so please just be safe and eat your jk simmons I don't, this almost doesn't feel like you should play the theme out at this point. Just fade out. Just silence. What if I play the whole podcast in reverse? <laughs> There's a nice little tasteless joke to end on. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone.